Revolution. This week's episode features Mr. Peebo Wilson, a successful independent musician. He is going to share with us some of his personal story, give some sound advice. He will be describing his very intense stage performances and tells a few crazy stories. There are two tracks he shared with us for this episode, Playing With Fire and I Drink Alone. So hang tight and I hope you enjoy the episode. Why don't you tell my listeners who you are and what and what type of music you do? I do mostly uh, it's country. Then I play rock. A lot, a lot of people just call me Americana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but I do get that southern rock thrown on me every once in a while too. So it's I can do any any variety. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I write, I just write the songs, and when they come out, it's the way they came out. I don't push for a certain genre. So did you grow up listening to like the Southern rock and the, cause I know a lot of people who have that Americana sound kind of grew up listening to, you know, a little bit of country and like Leonard Skinner and all that. Is that sort of where you come from? Hey, yeah, I, I listen to, to the, like the Skinner and the Eagles, but yeah. you know, you get trapped in a vehicle with your dad, you know, and your mom, you listen to George Jones and Johnny Cash over and, over and over you're like i'd like it but i'm tired of it yeah it gets so you sort of rebel against a lot of things Mm -hmm. and i I played metal you know so i I played the metal the metal as a teenager yeah like what like what what like uh like the uh the poisons the guns and roses (laughs) the you know all that kind of music why did you become a musician the girls. <laughs> oh, good answer. I was, uh, I, I was uh, like a freshman, and uh, there was a band come to our high school, and they was playing like you know these late seventies, eighties rock music, you know, and the well, girls just going damn crazy. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, I said, well, shoot. I said, well, if they do it. I mean, I can do it. And uh, so, yeah, so I'd start playing and uh, learn everything I could and playing live shows. And I always had at least two girls with me all the time. I said, this is the, this is the way it's got to be done. Mm. At least you're honest. Well, I, it's the only <laughs> way I know to tell it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they don't need to lie about it because it all, everything comes out in the wash. It always does. That's what why you started playing but why did you start writing was it the same reason or was it more of like a deeper drive to play? I, after playing so so long i just mainly was getting bored of the same old thing uh i got where i just really couldn't stand to play covers uh and i quit playing actually for about four years i mean i was just so sick of dealing with drama mm. <laughs> and, and drunk and band members that can't do their job uh just junk like that and uh, so, and I started a family, mm-hmm. and then got there. People was all the time calling, calling, and I told uh, my wife there at the time, you know, if I do this, I'm gonna do it right. I'm just gonna do my own music, write my own, and and just and work on that, you know, and just really push my brand and all. And that's what I've been doing ever since. 
So what do you like best about doing doing music? I mean, I know initially you said it was for the girls. What's your drive now? It's just, it's just, cre- just creating the music. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I create everything, all the lyrics, all the dynamics, the drum beats, the bass licks, the guitar licks, everything that you hear in the song, I create it. There's nothing, you know, you get to, if you get to play with a lot of people does all these cover songs, one thing I learned early is that's all they can play is those licks out of those songs. Right. You hear those licks in, in original music and it's like, oh man, they just copying this or copying that. You know, and I don't get any shit. I just make my shit up and mm-hmm. <laughs> just go with it, you know. Yeah. There's no copying to it and uh, something in my head and I'll just roll with it. So is it almost like you get something in your head and you kind of like, I got to put, I got to like finish the puzzle. I got to put the other pieces around what I've got, what I'm hearing. Right. Yeah. A lot of times I get into the studio before I ever even get to put that down. So, but I got a buddy in Nashville and uh, he works with me and stuff, you know, so he's real patient and all when I get stuff going like that, I don't want to change something or, you know, so he actually played in the band, in the band with me. So, uh, so it works out pretty good to my advantage. Yeah, working with people who who understand your process or who are at least sympathetic to your process is helpful. So, do you like creating more or playing live more, or does one just lead to the other? Is it? It leads to the other because you could be playing, and all of a sudden something comes in your head. Well, you just roll on with it. Nothing is set. I, I'm I don't set everything like set lists and things like that. I, I just work off the crowd. Most time when I walk on stage, I don't even know what I'm fixing to do. Because <laughs> you know, bands, they're all asking me, let, even before we get up there, and I'm talking, I, said, I don't know, guys. I said, ain't nothing come to my head yet. And it keeps them on their toes, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's fixing to go on. Yeah, they so got to keep up with you. Yeah. So they think twice about, you know, getting out of their head or something like that you know they don't want to be embarrassed mm-hmm. and I sure don't so <laughs> he said I'm good without it uh, <laughs> who would you say is your biggest inspiration Alabama Randy Owen I think he's the uh, I think he's probably the, the greatest country singer he's been a lot of people push George Jones or George Strait or whatever but no, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's Randy Owen. There's nobody sound like him. That's very true, and he does sound good. So you got Sammy Kershaw. He sounds just like George Jones. Mm-hmm. Does George Jones song, you know? Uh, everybody's got to be different and all. And and yeah, that was just who I was raised around. That I liked was was Alabama, and was lucky enough to do a show with them. Really, what was that like? Oh my goodness! Oh, it's like a like a dream, you know. I mean, it's that's what you push for is your the ones that you grew up and listened to. You know, being able to work with them. That's no, oh, ain't nothing like it. Did it? Did it feel like surreal? Oh yeah, it it, it, it lets you know how far you've come with with your music and all. Because uh, I've worked with several several uh, groups. Round in that caliber, like Shenandoah and uh, mm-hmm. Sawyer Brown, and oh my goodness, like that. And uh, and what I always use when somebody asks me about how far I've gone, you know, you're doing something right when you can pull 
a multi-Grammy winning band off of their bus, and they come right from the first song, come stand right in front of you and stay there for an hour listening and just tapping their feet and just enjoying it. And then when they hit the stage, they start bragging on you, and then they start singing about you. They'll change everything to sing about you. You know you're doing something right. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, I could imagine, but I, I can't at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that had to feel so good. Oh, yeah. It, it lets you know you, you, your hard work, you know, it paid off, you know, because you got haters. I don't care what you do. You got haters. Yes. People, I have fired probably over 100 band members because <laughs> they had bad habits or couldn't do their job or couldn't play to the caliber that I need them to play. Because mm-hmm. where I'm at is just a totally different level, and and I can't got time to play around with things. It ain't like it was when we were teenagers. Yeah, it's not all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll anymore. Yeah, uh, it's it's all business, and you're not making the money in, and, and you got to keep take it serious. What advice would you give somebody who is trying to start playing live, or at least writing music and working their way up? Because you've gotten a lot further than a lot of people. Unfortunately, it's all about money. Mm. That is the the sad part about it now. Because uh, the labels have gotten bought up of most of the radio stations, mm-hmm. uh, I I do real good in the mom and pop stations. So so you really need an investor mm-hmm. to get what you want to get out. Uh, say like right now, I can bust top forty if I had fifty grand. Plain and simple. I have so many buddies that's, that handles the radio and stuff, you know, and yeah. I don't know how many times they've approached me about that. And I said, hey, <laughs> you know, if I had that money, we'd roll on. And, he, and get these new artists, such a, you know, those labels, well, they'll pay out a million dollars just to get a number one. Mm-hmm. But it but it pays off. You know, it, it's like it's just investing in yourself, really. And uh, if, if you've got a product and the music is good enough, it will pay off. Okay. Otherwise, it might be a... You know, boom, that's it, and done. Because you could tour the rest of your life on a number one song. Oh, yeah. I'm not have to worry about it. Now, I've had two number ones independently in a top ten. Uh-huh. But, but that all that does is just help with shows in in areas, you know, that don't really bring me in money. It, it's, it's totally different between independent and, and billboard. Right, it just kind of helps you get shows. It doesn't... That's it. Yeah. It's just resume stuff that, mm-hmm. that comes along with it. You know, the bigger you can build your resume, the more further up you can get, more friends and contacts you can make in certain industries and things like that that really push. And that's what I built up over the years was friendships and things like that. It's helped me out. Oh, yeah. So connections are, are also a piece of advice. Maybe people yeah. should, yeah, who you know. and, and Exactly. Or like a, not not really who, but how well you know. Right. Well, I've wrote with several hit writers, such mm-hmm. as uh, like uh, Chris Wallen, who wrote Don't Blink. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrote with uh, Brian White, wrote, uh, uh, I'll shoot that in 
be just like you. I think you know about the three year old said a four letter word. Uh, can't remember the name of the song. Rodney Atkins did. Oh yeah, I know the song. Uh, then I, I dealt with uh, different ones like that. Gary Paxton uh, wrote him, which he's won several Grammys. He wrote the song Monster Mash and uh, Sensuous Woman. Mm. Uh, you know, different people and uh, so and which now Chris Wallen, now he's my first cousin, so he has also steered me away from people that you don't want to deal with. Blacklisted, and you know you can't get anything done at all. You know nobody wants to fool with you, so that has helped out too. Oh yeah, I would say family looking at, or somebody at least somebody looking out for you, man. Like no bad people this way, this way. (laughs) I've dealt with a few crooks in early in my career there, and uh, yeah, it it just they'll they'll blow smoke up your butt just as quick as you can get them. Mm. Stick your hand your hand in your pocket. Uh, any, I guess it doesn't matter what type of business you're in. Those kind of people are always lurking around. <laughs> the leeches. That's it. Yeah, looking for something for nothing. They're everywhere, and I'm too old for that. I don't know about you, but I'm done. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't deal with it. Don't deal with no drama or anything like that. Just roll on. Yeah, roll on. I like that. There should be a T-shirt that says that. I just roll on. Just roll on. We have my t-shirt that says, uh, I survived the night with the wild man. <laughs> on that. So all the explosions and the fires and cannons going off. And, so, yeah, I, w- I heard a little bit about your, your shows. So why don't you tell the listeners kind of what that's about? Well, it's, well, it's, it's another one of those points where I got bored <laughs> and I just started to, uh, amuse myself with things and so uh i try to make a show different every time so nobody knows exactly what's going on so such as uh there'll be like six pallbearers will carry me on in a casket when that more western caskets built mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll stand it up and well then we'll set it on fire so after about though 55 seconds to a minute while the song playing with fire is kicking off and boom, I'll kick the doors open, bum come out of there playing the guitar to it, you know. And then they'll get that put out. So that's how sometimes we kick the show off like that. Or uh or it will be on the floor and we have the fog machines, has it covered up and then the hydraulics will just lift it up out of the fog with it on fire and then we'll bust out that way. Uh and you don't catch on fire. Well, it gets a little warm. Uh, it, it does get pretty warm, and that's why I got it counted. I count it in my head once it's lit, how long I can stand to be in it. Because uh, I I try this stuff out at home before I ever hit stage, mm-hmm. make sure it's right, you know. And because I got that snake too, so he he gets a little anxious and all too. So he uh, make sure he don't squeeze too tight. And then we'll uh, of course we'll set get tire tar on fire while we're playing the lead part to the flame of fire and uh, of course you know that's not just burning one let it sit there burn I have to actually play it for, yeah you know while it's going so I, I do get burned on that every time but just not too bad not bad enough to stop we roll through uh, the cannon is I build a Civil War cannon that's for the explosions for the ending of a of a show or something uh, get that took care of. I build a 
I built a gun inside of one of my guitars. And, yeah, I uh, heard about that too. And I fill it full of like graffiti and, and chrome glitter and things like that, you know. So when it explodes out into the light system, you know, and there's Roman candles inside the lower part of the guitar, and that's shooting out. This is for outside show stuff. So all that's going off, and it's on fire. Roman candles going, sparklers, and, and all that stuff. And and I just got in some uh, flame machines that shoots up like uh, like 15 feet. Mm-hmm. Full full flames for, for 15 feet tall. Just got those in. I ain't tried them out yet. I keep a cage around the drums where I can bust the guitar up. That so way, your uh, show is like a wild ass experiment. Like it's not experiment, but experience. Like you're not just listening to the music. There there is a whole thing to this craziness. People people pay good money to come yeah. see me, and I make sure they get their money's worth. Uh. He just got me in when he planted this wild man thing on because the guys from LA they're not used to my country living. No. They planted this wild man name on me and they wanted me to start using my my critters and stuff as props, you know, and all and I said, Well, if they're there, I might as well use them for something else while they're there too. So I started doing different things and, and just like my bus, I've got critters on my bus. I built me a, a rock fireplace on my bus, you know, I just made it just like home when I'm out on the road so I can just relax. So do you ever worry about the animals on stage? Like the bears or, you know, cause you hear horrible, stupid stories about tigers and stuff. Oh no, they're not, they're not alive. Oh, oh I thought it was alive. That's sure. federal law. Yeah, that's five years in prison. Yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> See, I don't know. I've only heard about this. You know, people are like, oh, yeah, that guy does this. There's this ant, big animal on stage, and there's this snake, and, blah, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, they was alive, but... Uh, they were? Know, they were alive, but, uh, of course, you no, know, it's either them or me. No, that, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's illegal. They wouldn't even uh, let me have a rattlesnake either. Yeah, that's illegal. Well, here's a question, um, because I haven't ever thought of asking, you know, how do you balance being a parent and being a working musician? Because working musicians do have to do a lot of traveling. Yeah, it uh, it doesn't work out too good. Yeah. It, it, that it don't. I've been married twice. Mm-hmm. They just... Uh, it just don't work out. Is it the marriage millions. part that struggles, or is it the kid part that struggles? I think it's the marriage. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the kids. My my kids support everything I've done all the way through. Though they tickles them to death. My daughter, she also getting into the industry too. There's not and, enough uh, females out there that have take charge personalities. So if she's anything like her dad, that's going to be awesome. Oh, I think she—I think she's better, and she's just nineteen. She don't sound like anybody else. There you go. And we've got her track, you know, to Disney right now, so we're trying to get a deal worked out. Uh, my producer is is handling that deal. He—he's multi-platinum for a reason. He right. Gets that way for being dumb. That's true. That's correct. And, and, and we're good friends. And what was somebody sent him my demo to my barn burns down. And they was playing it in their office. He was telling me this, him and his manager. 
and they was playing it, and all of a sudden people just started popping up out of their cubicles, and they go, who the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And he said, and that's when he, he said, I had to call you. He goes, I had to find your number and get a hold of you. So we met in Nashville and uh, started friendship, and really, uh, he's helped me a lot. It wasn't like at 4K or 6K now like it is in cinema cameras. We used HD, but it wasn't high quality. But, it, I mean, they look good as far as, you know, you're looking on the Internet or anything like that, but it's something that's going on TV or something like that. So it's, you tell a big difference in the videos that I have now that I think I've got three of the high 4K out. The barn burns down, and, the, and they're all on YouTube. The barn burns down, and there was a drink alone. And uh, uh, my newest one, uh, Rebel on the Wall. And I actually think it's the best song I've ever done on the wall. Okay. Like pictures, you know, you're looking back at uh, oh, I got you. your ancestors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you listen to the song. You can pull it up on, on Facebook or, or YouTube, either one, and you it'll catch you. I mean, it really, it's a, it really gets your heart, you know. Well, I, I, I did, I did like three that. things to build myself up to this level. One, you you put out your attention getter. That was Barn Burns Down. Two, mm-hmm. you tear the heart out. And that was I Drink Alone. Three, mm-hmm. you you hit them were into their heritage, their their religion, and all all in one. The growing up. And that was the rebel on the wall. That was my three steps that got me where I was at. Okay. So, so those three songs were planned out, and all, and the other songs, which I, I think uh, I don't have a bad song at all. Mm-hmm. I, I've never had no complaint on any of them, anyways. Well, I mean, I, I I did a little YouTube research, and there was nothing I heard that I didn't like. Um, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, personally, I mean, but you know, I'm a sucker for a good song, and and what really, what I really liked was. Playing with fire specifically, I really liked those lyrics. Did you write all those lyrics? Yeah, I wrote that uh, on the road toward. Uh, we had to go play in Miami, and I wrote that on the way because I got I needed a song to light the guitar to. Mm-hmm. I've been using a cover song, uh, "Great Balls of Fire," and I thought, well, I don't want to keep using that, so I need my own song. The, the songs need to be all originals, and. Uh, and I got to think about that playing with fire. I said, well, I said, well, I'm messing around with somebody's wildfire. I said, well, let me write that. And, uh, yeah, and that's the way it came out. It's a really, really good song.
playing with fire. When she walks in and turns up the heat, that little woman made my heart skip a beat. My fever just keeps getting higher and higher. Playing with fire. being on the road yeah I, I do as long as i'm making good money if i'm out turning on and, uh, and i'm going in the hole after you pay your overhead your bands and your fuel and, mm-hmm. and all this you know it's oh uh, yeah you, you, it can get rough there for a little while so i different cal you got different caliber shows you know so you try to keep them high caliber as much as you can but you can't keep all of them that way no, and there's going to be some places where you can't do pyrotechnics and this and that and the other. Oh, yeah. They, they get scared on that stuff. So. <laughs> they're like, they, don't, they get, sit, don't sit they it get, on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they get what they're paid for. Yeah, one guy, he, he got scared on me, and we was out in the middle of a lake. You know, it ain't like anything was going to burn down. You're literally at a lake. Yeah, out in okay. the lake. Oh my gosh! And like, what? Like, how is he going to get out of control here? You know, <laughs> I I control everything. I, I know how how long it burns to the down to the seconds. Uh, I know it, when it's when it's time it gets put out. See, I played I played a place in Charlotte, North Carolina, mm. and it was a uh, my booking agent had booked me in this, and it wound up being a battle of the bands. He didn't tell us this. So we okay. stopped over there, and it was like all these uh, grunge bands, you know. He's <laughs> and uh, so we, you know, got there. I was talking to the woman, and she was just, oh, she just kept smarting off, you know. I'm like, lady, I said, what? She goes, well, you're you're starting, you're going to open up for all these. 
I look, I said, for all these little garage bands, I said, let me think here. I'm going to album radio. I'm going to tour bus. I'm going to, I said, and here I'm doing this. And she kept, I said, I said, all right. I said, all right, lady. I said, I'll take care of it. No, no big deal. And, uh, I just got my guitar. I got one of them that I burned. I didn't say nothing about it. I didn't look going to switch guitars. We only had to do four songs. Okay. And uh, so we sitting up there. My drummer, he's looking at me. He's going, you ain't going to, are you? I said, oh, yes, I am. He just started <laughs> grinning. He said, oh, yeah, here we go. He's yeah, like, this is what I signed up for. This is it. <laughs> so we get there, and we played four songs. You know, I just just testing the water with him a little bit. I did the up rock songs. You know, I did the rock. Now I did one like a ballad type, you know, and had them up. And they was, oh, they was loving it. And and I kicked off that playing with fire. And we did that song, and I set that thing on fire. And them bouncers was trying to hop up on that stage to put it out. They was, and so I always played bar food. So one, as they was trying to jump up on the stage, I was planting my foot in their chest and kicking them off the stage. Mm-hmm. So it was just back and forth. You know, it just the guitars burning. I'm playing it. I'm kicking guys, bouncers off the stage. All this is all going on. Got drummer back there screaming, hollering, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's outlaw country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> screaming. So and then I heard them. I seen a video where the sound the guys had turned back to the sound guy. You know and they was running their thumbs across the, their neck. You know and his heart cut that effort off. You know he just going out and and they did kill the PA, but I didn't got all the words out and and of course our amps was cranking, so it didn't affect us none at all. So we just kept rolling as long as it still burning. And we got done, and when we got done, that crowd exploded. I mean, it just standing ovation. They just I was gonna say they were they were not disappointed. You were not what they were expecting, and they were not disappointed. (laughs) Those bouncers and that manager, I boy, they could have chewed a sixteen penny nail into. They was so mad. Uh And I was putting I was putting my boots (laughs) back on, and that man he got up on. He was turning his mic on. He was going on. He said, I catch anybody in here doing us, I'm going to throw their damn asses out. I'm like that, you know, and I said, well, I guess you might order to start throwing. And uh, he walked off for me. He didn't ever say nothing else. But then when we was loading, the roadies was loading up on the bus, and uh, they come out there, they was apologizing to me going on. And he goes, I had to say something. He goes, there'd be some idiot going on. Driving. I said, well, I said, I understand all that. And I said, well, we just got put in a situation that we wouldn't prepared for or or <laughs> didn't think we was at a level we needed to be in and uh yeah so we just we didn't wait around and say who won we just went and got something to eat it's just another memory that's a lot of things i do for just memories you know to, to leave from the kids or if they say if i ever had grandkids or something like that well that's the only thing you can take with you when you go anyway yeah, so I mean, they'll always know. That's the reason we got into doing the videos and things just sort of es- escalated mm-hmm. over the years. You got some crazy ass stories. <clears throat> always bunches, bunches, and bunches of them. <laughs> I like it. It's gonna make it. It's gonna make a good episode. And I'm totally thinking of myself when I say, "Give me one more story." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. <clears throat> I've played NFL stadiums and I have played behind chicken wire. I've played the top and the bottom, you know, yeah. and, and all in between. And they just so many things that goes on. I've seen people 
the shootings. Uh, shot at. Uh, oh my God! It, it's <laughs> I we played one bar one night and a woman come in, and it, just nothing out of the ordinary. She just walked in, and I remember the guy and girl over on my right. She was sitting on his lap going on, you know, and uh, this woman walked in. She looked around the room, walked right back out. Didn't think nothing about it. Mm-hmm. She come back in. This time she had a single shot shotgun. Uh, and she walked right there in front of me, and she turned to that guy. It was her husband, I reckon. And okay. she goes, she goes, you better move, bitch. And that girl moved, and she blew him away right there and walked right out. And never, didn't say nothing, just shot, just, boom, killed, and walked right out of it. She, like, legitimately killed him in front of you and then just left. Just left. Damn. And I said, that's, that's right off snapped. She was, uh. <laughs> She was fed up, I guess. Tell me about I drink alone. I drink alone. That's I did that with uh, that my multi platinum producer Kevin DeClue. So it was actually out of a heartbreak, and then we got you know we got thinking uh, where the girl I was dating had got killed in a car wreck. I'm sorry. Home back that night. It's horrible. I thought, well, I said let's just finish it off like that, and uh, and let's get this, and I think that'll showing the video and that pushed it over the edge uh, really people related to it a little more than just another heartbreak drinking song or something you know yeah i don't know if you've seen the video to it yet or not uh, no i've just, i listened to it i listened to it a couple times actually yeah you see the video and you see that's my son playing a younger me in the video really so i'm looking I want to watch on it. memories and stuff like that you know it's what i'm doing i'm uh it's it's like a piano. We did a piano setting, uh, trying to write the song of of a memory, and uh, and then that's why I had my son to play me in the video. Did uh did you write that piano part? Because that is really pretty. Yes. It's really pretty. That's the first thing. That's the first thing that caught my attention, and then it was like I could feel the emotions as you went through, and I'm. Hadn't seen the video, and I'm glad I hadn't because I probably would have cried. <laughs> That's what most people get is, is uh, I get that on. I can't, uh, but I, I've done it all except for and then the sax. No, it's that's my sax player and my buddy Art Nashville. He plays the sax for me. Mm, that's and, nice uh, too. So I've got about three, three or four of my songs. He plays sax in the song we use do at live. I, I love a saxophone. Yeah, and you don't hear it in country music or or nothing, and that's why I like using it a lot too, because you bring out a lot of emotion with the saxophone. I saw you dancing with another. In the glass within my body's frame Slowly starts to break My tears freeze quickly in this weather Well I'm heading for the sunshine And I'm never coming back The emotions swell up like a storm I didn't get too close Cause I've been burned now I know why love is the color You're like an empty playground without sound 
I see saw your soul up and down Now it's time for me to fade away So here I am In this crowded bar An empty stool right next to me With an empty heart And I'm sorry for everything I've done For the man I can't become For my fear of being in love And I'm wasting Alone when I can't take Like a dog without a bone Homesick without a home That's why Change is good for some, not others Why do I even bother Going out with friends at night I lie and say I'm feeling better But the truth is it's your sweater That I hold on through the night Well you know Chased you like a storm I didn't get too close Cause I've been burned And now I know why love Is the color red You're like an empty playground Without sound Seesaw your soul up and down Now it's time for me To fade away Now here I am In this crowded bar an empty stool right next to me with an empty heart And I'm sorry for everything I've done For the man I can't become For my fear of being in love And I'm wasted alone when I can't take it I'm a dog without a bone Homesick without a home That's why I don't belong That's why I don't belong podcast too now do you yeah we do a video and it's on anchor and and a lot of a lot of different other stuff like that we oh. put it on the on my artist page okay usually like once a week i think we, yeah. we only put five up by right now and we'll tell a lot of different stories it's so what we're doing i just i just go back and start thinking different stories and people will email me questions I'll discuss some different things that's went on with me and, and uh, about even all kinds of different things. I don't hold nothing back with it. Uh, so Yeah, I, you don't strike me as the type. Um, so I said, I said, when you ask these questions, I say, now here's what it's going to be, you know, get your feelings hurt or <laughs> whatever. But uh, I'll just tell you, tell you what I know, what I've seen, 
what works, what don't work, and what I've done, all that, you know. Well, I just, I can't, I can't even thank you enough. I can't believe I got to have an interview with you. I'm just going to take my moment to fan out, and then I'll be done. All right, that was this week's episode of Sound Pollution. I want to thank Peebo again for agreeing to be on an episode and Andy Serber for helping make the connection. As always, I want to thank you listeners for taking the time to listen. Please follow, like, and share Sound Pollution on whatever listening platform you are using. For more information on this episode's guest, you will find the links to... uh, social media, etc. down in the description section. And if you want to be on the show or know somebody who you think would be a good fit, uh, the links to the website or email are below as well. So just shoot me a message. Thanks again for listening today and remember to make some noise. Mm-hmm.